0: Hello, and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I am Ashley. And I'm Garrett. And we have seen the new MCU movie, Black Widow. And it's the first MCU film um, in, what, like uh, two and a half years, I think. So we went to the theater, we watched it, and now we're going to talk about it. And Garrett is going to tell us a little bit of what it's about.
1: So Black Widow, spoiler, is actually alive. Just, just <laughs> kidding. So... A lot of this is some speculation picked up through context in the movie. Black Widow takes place seeming right after Captain America Civil War. So you have uh, Black Widow just kind of on the run because of the Sof- or breaking the Sokovia Accords. However, the movie starts with young Natasha. And we, we learn that young Natasha also has a sister and that she also has a mom and dad that live in Ohio. But it doesn't really seem like they are who they say they are. And right at family dinner, dad, who's played by David Harbour, is like, All right, guys, we got to go. Get out of here now. And who shows up but S.H.I.E.L.D. And so they have to escape from S.H.I.E.L.D. And they get away in their plane and fly to Cuba. And this is where the family unit seems to break off. And the movie starts up again, right there, right seemingly when Captain America Civil War ends. And that is the very brief synopsis <laughs> of
2: Black Widow. So I was not all that enthusiastic about this movie. And I, I don't know why, because I like the Black Widow character. I think maybe it's just been, you know, having seen this trailer so many times over the last couple of years, I was just kind of ready for it to be done and over with. And But I was very surprised. I liked this movie a lot and some of the things I I liked about it are things you might not expect in a, in a Marvel movie, like the family drama. There's quite a bit of family drama in this movie, not just the opening scene, but, um, elsewhere. And I thought that was very well done and just as interesting as, um, some of the big action sequences, the performances from, um, Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson as the sisters are, I thought was, they were both really good. Um, but everyone's performance was was excellent. So that was something that was unique and something I really appreciated um, in the movie. And I also kind of liked... This movie has kind of a, a spy movie vibe that you don't typically see in a Marvel film. The movie actually references um, James Bond at one point. Um, the Black Widow is actually watching. I think it's Moonraker. And so that... It was obviously an influence on the movie, and I, and I really liked that. So I was pleasantly surprised and liked it a lot.
0: Yeah, um, I enjoyed this movie more than I thought I would. Uh, I was not looking forward to it. I mean, the thing I always kept saying was, you know, okay, we're going to watch a movie, a, a prequel movie about a dead superhero. <laughs> um, and I couldn't get super excited about that. But uh, no, I liked it. Um, it's kind of the third movie in a row this year. That when it started out, like in the first 15 or 20 minutes, I just thought to myself, okay, stuff's just happening. And I wasn't quite sure <laughs> where this was going. And then after that, I kind of settled, or I settled down and I started following it more. Um, and, and yeah, and it does have sort of a, 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 it it certainly has an homage to Bond in it. And it was interesting. I didn't, I didn't get it at first. Um, um, the... The uh, the scene where Black Widow is watching Moonraker, I was like, oh, okay, that's that's an interesting choice to just <laughs> kind of throw in there. Uh, and then later on, as the movie was progressing, there were a few more like little things, that were sort of cribbing. I think obviously on purpose from you know from from Bond, and I won't go into them. I won't spoil them for folks. But I enjoyed it. I mean, your mileage may vary. <laughs> I, I saw some folks online today who did not like that, but I really quite enjoyed it. Um, Scarlett Johansson, you know, she's good in this. I like Scarlett Johansson. I've always just sort of thought Black Widow was okay. You know, I didn't dislike Black Widow, but I wasn't really into Black Widow either. Um, I just thought her character was all right. Um, but Florence Pugh uh, is excellent in this movie as she plays, you know, um, Black Widow's sister, uh, Yelena, and um, she's just really good. That's all I gotta say. And I know there's rumors that her character may continue on. In the MCU, and I'd be fine with that. Um, Garrett mentioned David Harbour, and you know he sort of plays the pseudo patriarch of their family unit, and he's he's all right. And Rachel Wise is the mom, and sort of, and she's really good too. Um, yeah, so
1: I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, speaking of David Harbor, how does he get in his contracts that he gets to be fat? But all these other, like even Paul Rudd is shredded for Ant Man, and you know David Harbour's like, no, 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 you, you know, you get to play in Stranger Things as a big fat cop, and you get to be the, the big fat super soldier here. So, uh, but uh, I, yeah, there there's a there's a lot to like about this movie. Uh, I actually think. Su- how long was this movie delayed? It had to have been delayed at least a year, year and a half. I think it was supposed to
0: come out in May of last year.
1: Okay. So, I actually think it benefited from the time off. I remember the Marvel movies coming out, you know, in and around Endgame and Infinity War in where, you know, these intergalactic stakes and, you know, half of the trillions of people's lives on the line and then you you know they get to Ant Man and the Wasp, and they get to uh, Spider Man uh, Far From Home, and the stakes just get so small, and it, it almost feels just like, oh, well, I mean, okay, sure. You know, oh, oh no, London's being attacked. Um, but with, with the time off, there, there, there's, there's a little bit of breathing room from those large stakes. It's a really good time to reset. And, uh, you know, this kind of first corrected a wrong. I I think that this movie probably should have been before Captain Marvel, before Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, is the, the first Marvel kind of superhero. She, she was great. And I actually think they were kind of not the greatest to her character up until now, like in, uh, Iron Man 2, when she's introduced, she's just kind of lusted after for a while until she Mm -hmm. reveals herself as this warrior. And then she has the, you know, the pseudo romance with Captain America and then the pseudo romance with the Hulk. And (laughs) it's like she's a story of lost love. But this movie, and this is something my wife really wanted to hammer into me. It's like this is the best part of the movie. There is real no love interest it's it's a family movie mm-hmm. and so we're not watching this woman thinking like "Ooh, what dress will she be wearing after this it's like oh how is this family dynamic going to develop and that was actually really refreshing I, uh You know, I don't think any of us are going to lie and say, no, Scarlett Johansson is not someone to be lusted after. But (laughs) it's still just kind of like, no, she's a a great superhero and a a great character. And uh, even though she is dead now, this movie is a, a great homage to her character. Yeah, she does deserve a spotlight. And there's, if you like Marvel movies and you like big action movies, this movie is a lot of action. Uh, has a lot of choreography, which they do fantastic in this movie. It has some, you know, cinematography and even the the music and the score. It's, it's all produced very well with some really good performances. So uh, for a movie that is about a superhero that is dead, that has pretty low stakes, it's very enjoyable. Yeah. I want to mention real quick, because you're talking about, you know, love interest. There is no love interest,
0: but... She, Black Widow has a friend named Mason, who is played by I guess he pronounced this Otif Bentley. Oh. Um, he's sort of her, they have a professional relationship, and he acquires like stuff for her um, that she needs on her missions, and that's. The, but you can I don't know, I I sensed at least the way that I felt like this was portrayed that he probably is holding a candle for her, uh, <laughs> but it's not. I mean, she's got no. I don't think there's there's no reciprocation there.
1: It'd be real fun if like she threw in the line that Cap said to her, it's like, how about a friend? <laughs> and a little homage to Cap there.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't even get to that point.
2: Um, so I really liked the fact that the movie didn't seem to be so concerned with being part of the larger um, Marvel universe or having these huge stakes. I mean, there's a little bit of that, but it's mostly just telling this small, specific story. And even though we know the fate of of the Black Widow character. I almost felt like that added a little bit to the poignancy, um, at certain points, um, particularly near the end. But you cared enough about the other characters, at least I did that, and, and their fates are unknown. So I cared enough about them that it, um, that it mattered to me.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, that that part though, the the fact that we know Black Widow's fate is actually something that did bring it down a little bit for me. Um, there were points throughout the movie, one where I felt it dragged a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, it dragged a little bit, I thought, and then also knowing how her story turns out, because we, you know, if you're watching this, you no doubt have seen <laughs> Avengers Endgame. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just thought to myself, uh, it, the stakes always felt a little reduced in this movie for me um, because of that.
2: Well, it's very rare that the hero of your movie dies. So with most superhero movies, you know that your hero isn't going to die. So that stakes is always pretty well. Iron Man dead. Exactly. But <laughs> very rarely does that happen, right? So, but... You don't usually ding a movie, a superhero movie, for the hero surviving or dying.
0: No, but I'm I'm just saying that, you know, it's a prequel. And I'll be honest with you, I'm a little prequeled out uh, at this point in in time. I mean, I kind of, it's weird. I'm looking back now. um, I'm, I'm surprised, actually, at how everyone, myself included, got so excited about, like, Star Wars prequels. Because it's like, look at all these dead characters that, you know, coming I mean, Darth Vader, or the prequels were like Darth Vader's story and, you know, he was long dead. Obi-Wan was heavily featured in the prequels and his character was dead. It's like, look at all these dead characters and stuff that happened to them decades ago. And we all just laughed that up, you know, um... And looking back on that now, I'm just a little like, oh, okay. Or like Rogue One, which I like Rogue One. I really enjoyed Rogue One. But still, like you know, if you look at it objectively, it's like this to me. This movie Black Widow is akin to Rogue One. It tells a you know a, a, a story that we didn't really know much about or anything about in a period of time in the past, but within a a uh, 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 cinematic universe setting that we are familiar with, you know? And I don't know. I mean, again, for what it is, I think it did itself really well. It, it, was, it was, it was, quite good, but yet the concept as a whole, um, actually did intrude a little bit on my overall enjoyment with it. Um, I want to also mention Ray Winstone here who plays uh, the villain, uh, I think is good. Um, Again, this is very much in in retrospect like a Bond movie. I mean, you if you're okay with mm. Bond movies and how like the main villain doesn't actually do a whole lot, um, and they have a henchman who does because there's a there's a, like an assassin type person in this movie uh, who does a lot of the main you know um, physical villainy, right? Very very Bond like. So if you're okay with, if you like Bond movies, I think you will like this. Uh, but it's not your typical MCU film. So I can see where some people might be put off by that. Another thing I just want to mention real quick, this movie is directed by Kate Shortland. So we have a female directed uh, movie here. And I was a little taken aback at that because I looked that up after we saw it, because there's a little bit almost of what most people I think would call a male gaze um, that I noticed. Like there's some, this, the
1: there way. is yeah. you get, you, there's a lot of butt shots yeah okay Garrett yeah. said it okay. I, I, I didn't know how to phrase that
0: but yeah just, Garrett just came out and said it yeah um, yeah like, so the center you know. of
1: the screen was Scarlett Johansson <laughs> right there
0: Ferris, Florence, Pews yeah uh, I think even Rachel Weisz at one point so yeah it's um, yeah you know but hey hey so um, Black Widow Garrett what do, you, uh, what do you give it
2: out
1: uh, to? Yeah, I'm going to give it uh, a 7.5. Okay.
2: Ashley? I'm going to give it an 8.5. Okay.
0: I give it a 7.5 as well. And so our score then is a 7.8. It is on the tomato meter. It has a certified fresh critic score of 80% uh, and an audience score of 93%.
1: I think the audience knows what they want and what they like so absolutely if, if you want to be entertained go see this movie
0: yeah I, i'm a little i'm a little surprised that the, the scores aren't flipped because if we, just, we just got done saying it, it's a little bit different sort of than your typical marvel movie so i would maybe expect audiences to maybe to not like it as much but yeah
1: whatever well, I, i'm certain it, this could be selection bias where if if you're going to a theater right now in the time that we're living, uh, you, you probably really want to see this movie. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I would say, I think this is actually in mind's 11th movie we've seen at the theater mm-hmm. since April, since we've been vaccinated by far the biggest crowd. Yeah. For that, sure. Yeah. That we've been to good quarter film. That's well, more than that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big, big uh, auditorium. Right but yeah. Um, and it's nice. I mean, it's nice to be in an audience, and there's like a joke in the movie, and you hear people laughing, yeah, or, yeah. or whatever. I'm still waiting for the first post-pandemic movie where the audience like cheers and claps, like you know, you saw like in uh, you know, Endgame or something like that. You know, those are nice.
1: Oh yeah, it's, it's you just go back and watch the Avengers Assemble moment on YouTube, crap They give you chills every time.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe someday. And, and I know. Um, You know, we saw it last night on a Thursday, and um, Marvel's already or Disney, whatever, has already reported that you know it took in like 13 million um, last night, which I think F9 came out last weekend, and I think it took in seven million on its first night. Hmm. So this it's doing well. Good. All right. Thanks for (laughs) joining us, Garrett. Oh, thanks for having me. And uh, thank you, folks at home or in your car, wherever (laughs) you're at, for listening
2: to us. Thanks. Thank you.